NPR's Top Pros Talk, Executing Big Ideas, featuring Beth Balsam, CEO of X2PR. And here's your host, Doug Simon. Beth, during your career, you're really known for executing programs with big ideas. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I have to say big ideas are my passion. And I think the most important thing about loving and executing big ideas is to be open as to where they come from. You know, everybody likes to tell the story of the big idea I came up with. But in fact, more important than being able to come up with a big idea is being able to recognize it when you hear it. So sure, sometimes it's going to come up from you or your colleagues. Sometimes your client might have a great idea. And just having an ear for that and knowing, ooh, that's a really good one. I really want to chase that. That's how you get to the great stuff. Wow, clients having great ideas. Now that will make news for this. So how, how do you recognize when it is a big idea? And is there anything you do to sort of test out to see if it really is something big that can have an impact? You know, I once had a client tell me it had to pass the goosebump test, right? When he heard it, he had to get goosebumps. And I think that's a very noble thing to shoot for, but it's kind of hard to quantify. So when I think about it in a very pragmatic way, I feel like a great big idea has to have tremendous respect for three separate uh, parties or entities, if you will. So first of all, it has to respect the brand. It has to be on equity. It has to make sense that a brand would be doing the thing we're talking about. The second critical group is the consumers, right? what we're suggesting. Will the consumers of this brand appreciate it, like it, find it interesting? And the third important group for a PR big idea, obviously, is the earned media, the reporters, the producers, the influencers who we're hoping will talk about it, share it with their readers and viewers. So if you have an idea that hits on all three of those, that's a big idea. I think you've touched on them, but are there other components that sort of make up the idea that can sort of hit all three of those check boxes? An ad speaks to people, right? It tells them what they need to know about why they should buy this product, why it's better than the competitor's product. But most ads don't give consumers something to talk about. So PR ideas by their nature need to have talk value. The other thing that I think is really important for a killer big idea in the PR space is a great visual that's heavily branded. First of all, a picture tells a thousand words, right? That's number one. You see a picture, you get the story. The other thing is we know that reporters, editors, producers very often like to cut a brand out of a story. But if the brand is central to the visual, they can't do that, right? So big ideas typically have these really great visuals that go with them. Yeah, and you have the big idea. What's sort of the execution approach? How do you bring it to life to prevent things from going wrong and also to try and improve your chances that they'll go right? There's so much we can't predict. We know what happens when you want to break news, when there's an actual real big news story breaking. So there's there's things that are beyond our control, but then there's always the plan B. And I always say it doesn't hurt in this business to be a little neurotic, right? To think, okay, what could go wrong here? What do I need to guard against? You know, if this happens, how can I maybe course correct? Um, I think my favorite story, can I tell a little anecdote? Sure. I was going to ask you about plan C or D as well. (laughs) And a few of examples you might want to share. Yeah. My favorite, I was a newlywed at the time. And, you know, I always say no one really understands what PR people do. And I think my husband, even though we dated and were engaged, I I don't think he really got what PR people did, uh, (laughs) except he was with me on a business trip. We we had gotten a call. This is a, a really fun idea where that came from someone else entirely. So, At the time, I was representing Hasbro Games. 
Battleship was one of their top games. We got a call from San Diego that they were about to sink a huge battleship to make a reef for divers. Did we want to participate? Do we want to sink a battleship? Oh, yes, we want to sink a battleship. So (laughs) we created this program where local kids would play battleship and the kid who won would get to push the button that would make the sink, the the ship explode. You know, I guess hit and sunk, as they would say, right? Exactly. It was it was everybody who was working on this. We were just giddy because it was such a fun idea. Um, What ended up happening was the ship um, was prepped to be blown up because they have to dig holes in the ship so that it it sinks the right way. And the team who did it, they were from Canada where their swells are one foot high. California, they're three feet high and they didn't know that. So in the middle of the night, the ship kind of sunk itself. (laughs) And I get a call at four in the morning that the ship that we were counting on for this huge visual actually sunk itself in the middle of the night. Um, Mm. We we did two things that kind of saved the day. One is we found out an intrepid photographer heard the SOS call and got on his ship with his little handheld camera. And so he got this very Titanic-like spooky footage of the ship turning on its side and going down. And the last thing you saw was the big banner that said, you sunk my battleship. So we had really great footage. Um, and then we decided to take change the nature of the contest. So it wasn't about sinking the ship. It was for a college scholarship. So we got ship in there. Ah, uh, so there the you go. Still played the game. Um, the winner won a college scholarship. We, we had that really great footage and that fabulous story to tell about this ship that kind of sunk itself in the middle of the night. Now with workplace shifting hybrid roles, people work from anywhere, some in the office, Is that a challenge to creating big ideas? And how do you overcome that and maybe get sort of input from diverse groups to be successful at doing that? You know, that's such a great point, Doug, because we are in a collaborative business, right? And when we work with each other, we make ideas better. I'm well aware of my own personal limitations. You know, I think very often I live on the Upper West Side of New York City. I read certain news outlets to get my news. I, I watch certain entertainment outlets for my entertainment. So when we think of who we are and what those limitations are, you begin to realize if I'm just relying on myself to come up with big ideas, I'm going to miss it because I don't right. have access. So, you know, everybody talks about diversity and I think diversity in every way is important. You know, I, I laugh, I play a game called code names with my kids where you have to get your partner to guess words based on clues. And when my girls play with each other, I realized like they're great partners because they speak the same language. You know, they gave a clue about (laughs) Kid Cudi, who's a rapper. And (laughs) I had no idea what they were going for. Um, But you know what? There's lots of young people in our profession who know who Kid Cudi is and, um, you know, can, can speak to that. So that's where it's really important to, to be able to work together. And, and look, Zoom is great, and I feel like it saved us during the pandemic, but I, I love nothing more than sitting around a table with a group of people and hashing something out. Yeah, now I don't know if Kid Cudi needs to be introduced to others, but how can you introduce yourself effectively to a group, and is that an important part of sort of the process for coming up with good ideas? I think it's very nice to be able to brainstorm ideas with people who you have great relationships and trust with where it feels like a safe space to throw out ideas that might seem insane because you never know how the next person builds on it. So I've found the best success I've had has been working with teams where, where we kind of knew each other. We knew where we were coming from. 
We trusted each other. It, it was, you know, quote unquote, safe in that way. When I'm with a new group, we do try to have icebreakers. So we, we get the sense of who each person is, where they're coming from, um, what they bring to the table that might be different and really exciting from, from what I personally bring to the table. Yeah, that's really important. And do you want to leave our audience with any tips for how they can start thinking bigger? Because a lot of us, you know, we're, let's get through the day. We need to get this done. We need to get that done. How do you go about, is it just based on sort of you're that type of person or can it become a learned skill? You know, this is so important, especially, and I found this through my career, when you have a long-term relationship with a client and you kind of fall into this mode of, Mm -hmm. all right, you're going to give us this and then we're going to turn around and do that. And it can become very formulaic and expected. This is where I think you can get in trouble with clients, quite frankly, um, when you're not delivering new thinking or breakthrough thinking or provide an idea that nobody asked for. So I I think, you know, even if you put some time in your calendar with the team, like we're going to go off for a couple of hours and we're just going to do sky is the limit. Of course, ideas need to make sense strategically. And this is where I feel like there has to be so much information sharing between brand teams and clients and also trust. So when we work with brand teams, they own the brand. They absolutely own the brand. They know it better than anyone. And they know their target consumer better than anyone. What we bring to the table, what we know, first of all, we should know as learn as much as we can about the brand and the target audience. But what we bring is that understanding of PR and earned media and influencers, right? Like what gets them talking? And so when you have that trust, where not only are they sharing what's going on now, but what their business goals and objectives are, new territories they're hoping to go to, new audiences they're trying to attract. So you have that trust, so you're sharing information. And where you could say to them also, listen, this is a really big idea. If you implement this idea, people are going to be talking about you. They might not understand that because they don't live in this space day to day, but if they trust you, and we had this recently with a client where we felt so strongly about an idea and we said, let me tell you, this is a really big idea. And if you trust us, everyone will be talking about this. And, and they did, they leaned into an idea and it really, it went fabulously well. And we delivered well beyond expectations. Well, Beth, you've definitely inspired me to share how they can really go about thinking big and making it happen as well. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure.